Online sports betting with Iowa's preferred sports book, Elite Sportsbook, is here. Active Resort Club members can log in, fund your account, and place your bets at elitesportsbook.com or visit their casinos to place your bets. Not a member? Visit Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, all in the state of Iowa. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Holostradamus Odds Pod for week four of the college football season. I'm Michael Oss of the Cedar Rapids Gazette. With me is comedian Tim Sullivan of Cedar Rapids. Big thanks to Nathan Ford, our producer, and thanks to Elite Sportsbook for sponsoring this podcast. Joining us in a bit will be Jake Reed, the sportsbook manager at Riverside, excuse me, at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. He'll talk about what things have been like there in the first month of sports betting at his place. So, okay, we don't have an Iowa game to pick apart this week since the Hawkeyes have the first of their two bye weeks. But we do have the aftermath of the Iowa-Iowa State game to discuss, and I know the game itself has been picked apart the last several days. We don't really need to do that. I mean, we all saw it, at least I think we all did. <laughs> did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, there was a couple parts that I didn't get to see, and oh, man. Uh, well, let's backtrack. You you had planned, you, you performed at Penguins in Cedar Rapids Saturday night, and the, the gig was for 8 o'clock, and... You liked that because it had you in the clear to watch the yeah. Iowa game, which started at 3. Yep. And, you know, I was thinking the last time I ever had a show scheduled during an Iowa game, because I go out of my way to make sure that I'm not actually on stage while I was having a game, was the uh, Iowa versus Penn State game where Adrian Claiborne blocked the punt and then ran it back. So I was thinking something might be coming with a punt uh in that game and it turned out that's how it worked out but no it was <laughs> that's right it was a nervous it was so i was so nervous uh during that whole game uh but um i mean i was changing my position doing everything like i said last week that i do um so we had the break and then we came back from the break doing pretty bad uh or you know gave up that big play um got another break now this time we we're down so this gave me opportunity for a wardrobe change so I did a complete wardrobe change. I took off my shirt I've been wearing the last two weeks for the Iowa game, or for the Iowa game, and I put on. I decided this would be my away shirt. I put on the away shirt, put on different socks, and at that point, my fiance said, "I I got to get out of here." So she took <laughs> just for the day or forever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen her since. I thought she was been busy working. She said, but uh, yeah, she <laughs> she decided she would go to the bar at, at that second break and uh, and leave me alone with my uh, devices here. So uh, yeah, I, but hey, it worked out. But but you, okay. But what I want to get to is you had an eight o'clock show. Uh, what yeah. happened? Okay, so uh, halftime, I was able to head down to the show, and then uh, I had to watch a little bit of the show before I went on stage. Luckily, we were up 15 to 14, but, you know, I I don't get really get nervous before my shows performing comedy anymore. I mean, every once in a while, you get a little bit, but this was probably the most nervous I ever went on stage. I was telling my fiance, I don't think I can go on stage right now. I'm too, <laughs> this is, not, this ain't right. And I'm telling the bookers like, uh, hey, look, I don't usually schedule my shows during Iowa games. So this is something really rare going on right here. So I went up and I just had to distract myself and uh, went up when it was 15 to 14 and uh, I did a little talked a little bit about my superstitions like I said I was gonna towards the end of my show and um 
And then uh, I said, I don't know where Iowa stands right now. I'm going to get off and find out. And then we were still up by a point, 18 to 17 at that point. So I was able to watch the uh, the last part of the game from that point on. Well, now I've been to Penguins, but they're the way that it's set up, you can't see the TV from the stage, can you? There's no. a TV by the yeah, bar. Yeah, there's a TV by the bar. But the, uh, the so the thing was is then as soon as I got off stage, I went and meet, there's a TV that was still on by the bar, but they have like a curtain that pulls that you can't mm-hmm. the audience can't see the bar area. And uh, I immediately started like cheering. And then I realized my fiance had to drag me out of the room because I was like cheering so loud while the other comic was on stage. So she was like, you're, you're, you're distracting the audience. I was like, oh my gosh. So luckily I went and hid in this back room and there was a TV uh, back there. So I stayed there for the duration of the, uh, of the game. But uh, yeah, like I said, I was told my brother on the way to, uh, I was talking to him at halftime on the way, and I said, you know, last time I had to do a show it was that Adrian Cloborn game, so hopefully something happens with a punt. And then turned out we didn't have to block a punt. They just had to block their punt returner. Did you, I mean, in the in the minutes before you're going on stage, are you thinking about your material? Or are you thinking No, that's where I'm, that's why I'm saying that. I was a nervous, I didn't even, I, I was like, I'm not going to remember anything that I want to say or what I want to do. And then, uh, I mean, I had my fiance there to calm me down. She's like, you're going to be fine. I was like, no, you don't understand. I can't remember any of my jokes or anything right now. It was, I, I couldn't believe how nervous I was getting. And especially because it was a close game. Maybe if we had been playing Rutgers that game, I would have been fine about going yeah. up. But having such a close game with all that going on, I was like, I, I was such a mess. Plus, it, I mean, you can imagine what the player's gone through, but, you know, I was going through my own world of, during all those breaks and timeouts and stressing about what time my show was starting. And was it muscle memory once, uh, hey, it's here's yeah. Tim Sullivan? Yeah, pretty much was, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, instinct and muscle memory. And so, yeah, I was able to get through it. And I don't I don't know how. I think I might have done a little, a few minutes short, but, uh, but you know. What was the crowd like? First of all, I mean, was it a – were there people in the audience who had planned to watch the football game before they came to the show? Or well, did, did you sense that people in the audience really weren't that concerned about the game? Well, I don't know. It was strange because I did have some buddies that were said they were coming to the show, and they, uh, they're they big Hawkeye fans. And, and so I was like, well, I wonder if they're still going to come to the show, but I guess their loyalty to me outweighed their uh, loyalty watching the Hawkeyes. So they actually came to the show, and they didn't weren't able to wow. you know watch the game what and good so, friends yeah so they put me at ease a little bit i could hear them laughing in the back of the room and uh and then but the strange thing was is like yeah like you said are were people just not interested because towards the end of my joke i have a couple of college football um jokes or end of my set i have a couple of college football jokes that i do and then i get a little more into my superstitions uh joke about that but um those jokes went really well you know people knew what i was talking about so they had to be familiar with college football to some degree, and then at the end of the night, the MC went up on stage and said, "By the way, Iowa won the game." And then everybody cheered. So, hmm. did the headliner have any understanding of what was going on? No, he he was from uh, New Jersey, and so he, or they don't have college right, football, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to explain to him, "No, this is pretty big here in the Midwest <laughs> right now." He had no uh, no clue as to why it was a big deal. So. Um, I was trying to get it through to him too. I was like, you don't understand. I, I can't really do my show right now. This is not something I normally do. So it's been what, however many years yeah. that it'd be like you doing a show on St. Patrick's day in uh, new England or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be horrible. Stranger uh, in a strange land. I think I was offered that gig once. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I turned that one down just cause I knew how it would turn out. But, uh, well, it was it, Saturday was just. Uh, I mean, I know that Hawkeye fans love the result, but 
people in my business didn't enjoy how that thing turned out well, with the delays. We, I mean, we we didn't know what. I mean, you didn't know in that second delay if the thing was going to get restarted <laughs> for two hours, three hours, four hours. My gut feeling is that they were going to do everything possible to get that game in. But if that thing starts another hour later, we in the newspaper business are, were in real trouble. Well, it's funny. I was looking at my Facebook memories, and I posted something on Facebook. Um, it must have been about 10 nine or eight years ago, somewhere around there, but it was there was a game between Oklahoma State and Tulsa that actually was underway at 3 a.m. or whatever in the morning. So they had... They had yeah, no, a couple of weeks ago, um, Saturday night, the one of the last games of the night turned out to be almost one of the first games of the following Saturday. Uh, Cal played at Washington. I don't know how long they delayed the start of the game because of rain and lightning and whatever. But I think that that thing got over with like at about 3 or 4 in the morning <laughs> Iowa time. Yeah. <laughs> normally, and it was a good game. And normally, if a game's good, it's like, I can't, I can't leave it. I can't leave it. I didn't even start that Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I love it when it's like that time. I'm, I'm a night person, and being a comedian, you know, you're up all night and sleep in the morning. But uh, so, yeah, when those college football games. You probably on, enjoy the Hawaii games. Yeah, I, that's, uh, I mean, I, I get sad when I realize that's the last game on the docket for the night. But. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of those days where I, you, uh, you're you driving home. You thought you were going to be home by 10, 11 o'clock. <laughs> Well, maybe midnight, you know. We we get done 9.30 or 12. And instead, it's closer to 2 a.m., and I'm really questioning, you know. <laughs> at, at some point, you got to – you need a serious job. This is this is just not right. <laughs> Especially, the, see, they had us park in a grass field. It was about a half-mile walk to the stadium. If the weather's nice, I don't care. I don't need to be next door to the press box, you know, save the parking spaces for photographers – and the equipment. We're in a grass field. That's okay if it's grass, but when you come back and it's, you know, you're walking through a quarter mile of mud and you're never entirely sure you're going to get the car out of the field, <laughs> then you then in pitch darkness, you, you find that a cell phone flashlight is not really that great of a flashlight. And you really question decisions you've made in your life. <laughs> well, so what do a bunch of sports reporters do during that? Uh... You work. I mean, that's the thing is you're just like, I got to pound out X number of, you know, column inches and have as much po done as possible just in case. And it's going to be, you know, garbage that nobody wants to read meaninglessness because they've only played a quarter of football or so. And you just hope that they get the thing started at a reasonable hour. And we were very lucky in that regard. Although there wasn't enough time to actually, you know, go do interviews, listen to press conferences, and then come back and put it into context. It's just once the game's over with, send it. And, you know, hope that the people back at the desk catch all the mistakes. Now, have you ever had to be involved in reporting on a delayed game like that? In Arizona, Iowa played at Arizona State. Oh God, this was way 2003 back. I think the 2004 game, where they just got mauled. But that thing didn't start. That started, I think, about 90 minutes late, which was really weird because you're in Arizona. You think it's the last place in the world you're going to have a weather delay. <laughs> yeah. But Wisconsin played at Arizona that day. Iowa played at Arizona State that night. Both of those games had long delays. 
you know, lightning's lightning. It's not too choosy about where it goes. Well, I was thankful for the second delay because that, like I said, that first delay we were up and I feel like that inspired Iowa State to come out and want to do something. And so I was thinking that we just need one more delay to get our minds right. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I have a rule in sports writing and it is win if you can, lose if you must, but never, never go to overtime. <laughs> I thought you were going to give the Jesse the Body Ventura win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know uh, that's probably better. I remember Jerry Glanville when he was a color commentator briefly because he wasn't really great at it, but he once said the Packers aren't trying if they're not cheating, <laughs> and uh, th- that stuck with me forever. Whenever I would meet Packer fans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand it. I mean, <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll talk about some games that are coming up this week. When we come back, we'll make some picks, which is kind of what we do. Not necessarily well, but we do do it. And uh, we'll be back after this with Jake Reed of Riverside, uh, the sportsbook manager there. And then after that, we'll come back with Tim and have some predictions. It's football season. Place your bets with Iowa's preferred sportsbook, EliteSportsbook.com. Resort club members, log in now and place your bets at EliteSportsbook.com or visit their casinos to place your bets. Not a resort club member? Visit Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Iowa, Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, Iowa, or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, Iowa. Not the Jake Reed who for 10 years caught 450 passes for the Minnesota Vikings, but this is the Jake Reed who is the sportsbook manager at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort. That's one of the three elite casino resorts in Iowa. The others are in Davenport and Larchwood. Jake, uh, sports betting's been going on for about a month now in Riverside. What's that month been like for you, starting something from scratch? Um, starting from scratch, it was a little rough, just like anything launching up. Um, we had some technical issues and we worked through them trying to make sure all of our guests had a positive experience here. Um, it's been really exciting to see the guests and how happy they are that sports betting came to Iowa. Um, the games, we get the games on in here in the draft day and it gets really exciting to see everybody rooting for their favorite teams and making bets. And it's just a real positive atmosphere, um, here in draft day. For those who haven't been to Riverside since the sports book opened there, what kind of setup do you have there for customers? So in the draft day, if you walk into draft day, in the in right, in, right to the right when you come in the casino, you come in to draft day, and we're right on the counter where you can book your in-person bets. is right there on the right side. And then we have TVs all around. We've got tables to get your food out if you want. we got some arcade games. Um, we got two suites that we actually rent out. Um, they, they're usually for top golf, but we do rent them out for, um, sports viewing, uh, $50 an hour. And if you rent it for three hours, you can get a $50 food credit. So basically the third hour is free and you can, you and your friends can sit in here and we've got some comfy chairs and your own little area. You can watch the, um, sport of your choice as long as we can get it on the direct TV. We have a Sunday ticket package. We had a little hiccup with that, but it should be good by this weekend. Um, that's, yeah, it's positive. We got the bar. We got a, we got a lot of stuff here. It's a real relaxing sports bar area. 
What have football Saturdays and Sundays been like there so far? Um, it's actually been pretty crazy. Usually everybody comes down about 30 minutes before the game, and it gets real hard to get through the lines, but we've done pretty good at it. We've had a few people not be able to get their bets in, so I'd like to urge people to get in a little earlier to get their bets in. Um, but, yeah, everybody crowds into the book, and we get a, get a lot of excitement for the games about to start before college and NFL. Both of them have been popular. What was it like in their last Saturday for the Iowa State game? Oh, it was it was real exciting in here. We had we had both sides cheering every play. We'd have some kind of reaction between everybody in the book, um, either Hawkeye or Cyclones. We got reactions going left and right, and then when the weather delays happened, people started funneling out. They didn't want to wait, but it was I, a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, that was one of those games that you know it was exciting from a who's going to win and lose standpoint. But it was right there on the point spread number too, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a. I mean, Iowa Iowa State's always a pretty highly emotional game, but yeah, I, mean, I think with sports betting coming around this year, it, it put a whole new level on the stress of the game between Iowa fans uh, on either side. Um, just because they had money involved now, it made it a lot more exciting to watch. And yeah, we ended up winning by one point, and Iowa did. And I mean, Iowa started out um, being the underdog, or plus two, I believe, and then it ended up being minus two and a half. So some people covered, some people didn't. Uh, and for people who haven't gotten ingratiated in this, if that's the right word, who haven't uh, done any sports betting yet in this state, how do they get set up to use the online portion of what you guys do? So for the online, the first step is you have to have a resort card with us. That can be at any of our three properties. Uh, but basically you go in, go to the resort club, you give them a valid email address, uh, the last four of your social um, get your ID scanned and get an account set up with all the um, updated information. And then you can go on to elitesportsbook.com with that information and sign up for an account on that website. And then once you get that going, you fund the account. You have to download a GeoGuard app to make sure that you're in Iowa when you make your bet. Um, that's Iowa state law. And then once that's done, you start betting from anywhere in Iowa. Now, the job you've got obviously didn't exist a year ago, but it's never existed in this state. How how did you become a sportsbook manager, and what have you had to learn? So I followed sports, but I wasn't a fanatic about it. I, I liked watching sports. I liked sitting with my friends and all that stuff. I was in table games before this, and um, I, I started here eight years ago. I worked my way up in table games, and I was in upper upper management of that department. And then this position came open, and I thought that it would be something that I could really enjoy and really uh, take off with. And so I applied for it and had a bunch of ideas, and they decided to go with me, and here we are. And there must have been a lot to learn, though. There was a lot. I mean, I had done some sports betting in Vegas before, but, I mean, it's – it's a lot different when you're just making a single bet than knowing every bet, everything about it. So I still had a lot of betting knowledge to learn and um, stuff like that. The, learning a new system, uh, we, we hired Betworks to do our numbers, so a whole new system there that we had to learn. and Everything to go with sports betting, really. And this weekend, what's, what's the, your hook? I mean, do you have anything... Uh... Out of the ordinary going on? Um, no, we don't, we don't got anything going crazy this week. I mean, we got the regular NFL game. Um, 
it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the Dolphins do. I mean, they've been hopefully they can do something to up their game because they haven't been doing so well. They're against the Cowboys this week, so that's going to be a probably another big game for them to go into. And the Patriots are again they're showing their team like they always do. So. It's, see what happens there. The, the, those numbers on the Dolphins games can't go high enough. It seems like. No, I mean every week we uh, we up it a little bit, and they still seem to be covering the other teams. So hopefully the Dolphins can pull some around so they can actually be a a team. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how high those numbers go before the season's over with, because those guys aren't playing football. I think they're at um, Cowboys are favored by twenty four or twenty five right now. I believe. Yeah, the NFL's got a real problem there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll uh, see you from time to time this fall. I'm sure. I saw you in the parking lot at Kinnick at the last Hawkeyes home game. Uh, you've got those planes flying everywhere, don't you? With the ba- uh, streamers behind them. Yeah, we got the planes up there. Hole on the banner. We got we got advertisement all over the place. Um, I guess another thing we got going on in here, uh, October fifth, we got uh, the UFC fight going on. Um, everybody get down here to see if Whitaker can pull it off or not. Yeah, I, I saw when you were in the parking lot at Kinnick, you had lines for Premier League soccer and UFC and. Pretty much everything that there is that you can bet on, huh? Yeah, we're trying to get everything up there. Um, we still we're working right now to before we expand expand to more sports. We're wanting to expand our prop bets. Uh, that's where we're really um, we we with launching a new system. We didn't we started with the basics and we're growing from there. So right now our biggest thing is trying to get prop bets going, and then maybe we'll we got all the main sports right now. Then maybe we'll branch out into the other sports so we can make sure that every guest has something that they like to bet on. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thanks for taking a little time today. No problem. Thank you for your time. You bet. Jake Reed, the sports book manager at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Iowa, one of three elite casino resorts in the state. And we'll be back with Tim after this. Looking for the perfect spot to watch the game? Place your sports bet and get a great burger and brew? Visit the elite sports book at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Iowa or Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, Iowa, or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, Iowa. For Iowa's preferred sportsbook, check out EliteSportsBook.com. We are back with Tim Sullivan. Pick some games, and Tim has done what I dare not do, and that's keep track of this stuff. What do you got? Okay, so overall this season, uh, I don't I don't have a very good record, and I attribute that to, you know, trying to be too superstitious about picking Nebraska and Iowa State early on. But uh, anyway, so my record is four and ten overall, and your record is seven and six overall. But the one thing that I have up on you is I have I'm out of our lock picks. I am one for two, and you are zero for three. Yeah, I, we've misnamed those. Those, those yeah. are not the locks of the week. They're the crocs of the week. 
You know, my goal now is to get those locks wrong every single week. So we'll see if I can pull that off. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe you should, everyone listening to this should, whatever we say, pick the opposite well, of that, and that might get you some. Uh, you know, take away those stupid locks, and I'm I've got a real handle yeah, on this. Yeah, you're not doing too bad, actually. Uh, boy, I. Uh, I took Iowa State, and I don't remember the number, but they just squeaked by. I mean, they didn't win the game, but if you bet on Iowa State to cover, you, yeah, you won. Yeah, so you you got that. I mean, I, I but you were kind of picking it, thinking Iowa State was going to win that. game. I picked them to win. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, you but yeah, you did cover, but by picking Iowa State. Although um, I had a, I'd got they have a season long um, for the elites uh, betting for Iowa season long. You can bet. Mm-hmm. So I had actually got Iowa at plus two point five. Oh um, wow! For a twelve-team parlay or whatever that I have going. So, are you? Is it still alive? Yep, still. Wow, still alive, still three alive. down and nine to go. So yeah, and buddy, you can mix in Iowa State games along with it. Oh. So they have a, a thing on there if anybody's interested. Wow! Uh, click on the Iowa season long, and you can. Well, Iowa State has a one-game winning streak. If we're talking about covering, and they do play Saturday, they've got ULM, otherwise known as Louisiana Monroe, and. As of this morning on uh, the Elite Sportsbook site, Iowa State was a 19-point favorite. Now, ULM, which is Louisiana Monroe, have you ever worked in Monroe, Louisiana? Mm. You'd remember it. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think that I haven't done it. No, no. <laughs> they, they, they pushed Florida State to overtime two weeks ago in Tallahassee. Now, that's pretty good, you know. I mean, I know Florida State's a little down, but you go to Tallahassee and Couple of those Louisiana teams, even the Lafayette, ain't ain't too bad. They're good. I mean, you know, for mid majors, mm-hmm. nineteen points. Uh, Iowa State's coach Matt Campbell is really praising you, and I know that's what coaches do. But he says that ULM's got some really talented skill players, skill position players. Uh, do you think nineteen points is too much? It's uh, right on the cusp. I feel right there. Um, and I mean, it depends on what kind of Iowa State team comes out. If they don't have a hangover, if they're inspired, I feel like they need to put up a big game. I've been – I wrote down my notes, no. I didn't want to pick Iowa State to cover, but I'm going to go with them to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, no offense to the Cyclones. I just think that ULM, ULM. – yeah, Louisiana Monroe um, – they're a decent team. That's all. Not great. Shouldn't win. Have no business winning. But 19's a lot. Mm-hmm. And until Iowa State's offense shows me that it can string together four good quarters or, right. or three good That's, quarters. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect from Iowa State still going yeah. forward. It's, I mean, on on talent, you got you know. There's a reason they're 19 point favorites. And and I and that Florida State thing's deceiving. We've seen a lot of teams have that one big game on the road. The underdogs. I mean. And you find out that that's really all they have in them. Well, and but I mean, in all fairness, I think a lot of teams could have gave Florida State a game. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That's still a hundred thousand people, give or take ten thousand, and it's still you know it's still four star recruits against two star, three star recruits. Yeah, I think they're pretty good, and I mean, I, I, I'm not dismissing ULM, but I think Iowa State's got to come out and show something right now. They've had a rough go at the start of the year with Iowa State, the delay, the losing to Iowa at the last minute. They gotta, yeah. They've got to just give everything they got in this game. They had a sputtering start last year, too, with the first game canceled, and then they played Iowa in their first game, and the offense just wasn't there at all. 
and you're thinking, eh, I'm just not sure what they've got. And then they just kind of just started rolling after a while. And I think that's just what they're going to do this year. Yeah, so I'm go- I am said no initially, but I'm going to stick with yes. They're going to cover the 19. Okay. Uh, Big Ten football is for real this week. When we're going to talk about three games. Wisconsin at Michigan it might be the marquee game anywhere this week. Uh, Michigan is at Madison and... Again, this is as of Thursday. Wisconsin's a three-and-a-half-point pick. Now, the way Wisconsin's played, you'd think they can beat anybody in Madison. I mean, but they've played two soft opponents. But they have just, I mean, they shut out both of them. They just, they've done everything right in those two games, it seems like. Just stepped on their throats from the kickoff to the very end of the game. But what do they do when they face, a, you know, somebody who pushes back? Well, I think Wisconsin's got some decent receivers this year, and that might be a little bit of the difference. They're going to need that to beat Michigan. Um, I'm picking Wisconsin to uh, cover the 3.5 that they're favored by, and uh, I don't want them to. I want Michigan to win, but uh, I'm going with Wisconsin. Is it hard for you to uh, root for Michigan? No, I. I Are you one of those guys? I can root for Michigan a lot easier than root for Wisconsin. Mm. Wisconsin, probably Nebraska, are the two I don't really like rooting for at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Michigan, I don't know. I've got. I mean, a lot of people hate Harbaugh, and I kind of find them interesting. Maybe it's also that we've had Michigan's number, uh, or Iowa's had Michigan's number. You know, I'm. I'm in the. uh, I'm glad Harbaugh's in the league, just because there are a lot of head coaches who are just you know, faces. Uh, there aren't that many who jump out. Wisconsin certainly doesn't. And that's not a yeah. knock on the guy, Paul Christ. <laughs> it's not a knock on the guy. It's just you are yeah. who you are. Most of these guys are football coaches who believe that you don't talk. You just do. I like people who do some talking. Yeah. Plus, it's why Mike Leach gets so yeah. much ink. It's because he says so much crazy stuff. But yeah. he's also... You know, he's he's building, you know, he's at Washington State. If he keeps his mouth <laughs> shut, nobody's ever going to hear of him. <laughs> exactly. So I like it. Um, I think Michigan is going to cover in this game. I, I, I wouldn't take it down the road and plunk money on it, but I just think that. Uh, I, I hope so. I really hope. I mean, I hope Michigan wins this game. I feel that sets up better for Iowa. Yeah, it's you know what? If Wisconsin wins this game, uh, boy, I hate to get way ahead of ourselves here. Iowa's got to go to Michigan in the first weekend of October. Okay, so the, basically Michigan might hold the key to that division championship. Right. If I one th- team beats them and the other doesn't. Right. Well, I mean, obviously you need the West teams to lose to the East teams, basically. Yeah, you if know. you run the table in the West, you're going to win the West. Yeah. But also, I look at it as a way that if Michigan were to lose, they're going to be bound to determine not to lose to Iowa here, you know, next week or whatever. So, um. yeah, uh, bad luck for Iowa. Michigan plays Rutgers at home the week before they play Iowa, so <laughs> Michigan can say, "Okay, we've got two weeks to practice stuff. We'll run for Iowa, <laughs> and uh, we'll stick with the bread and butter against Rutgers." <laughs> Yeah, well, I like what I'm saying. That's why you you're right. I think this this is going to be one of the big keys to, to the uh, whole season uh, for every team. Well, that's I mean that's a 
That's a good game in September, Wisconsin and Michigan. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get games like that right out of the shoot. I mean, it could be a preview of the Big Ten Championship. Maybe. 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 Yeah, I mean, Ohio State looks a lot better. Well, Michigan, but, but you never you know. know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. These are certainly two yeah. reasonable contenders. And uh, Michigan State's at Northwestern. Michigan State is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, but they stumbled last week. They lost at home to Arizona State. A bad loss, I thought. I mean, I thought that they would have won that game at home. They only yeah. scored seven points. That was horrible. You can't lose a game like that, giving up ten points at home. Yeah. You can't. It would have been nice to see, uh, you know, Benjamin in the Iowa uniform. You can't get everybody. But you can't get everybody. Plus, I like the guys we got right now. Anyway, yeah, so. but, but he is good, the running yeah. back for Arizona State. Yeah, I mean, he made a play reaching out his arm, and that could have went the other way, bobbled it out, and – but yeah. uh, made a play, uh, and yeah, what a heartbreaker for uh, Michigan State. Northwestern's one and one, lost at Stanford, came home, beat UNLV. Is this game at Northwestern? It's at Northwestern. And nine and a half. What do you think? Michigan State's favorite. Nine yeah, and a half. yeah. Hey, <laughs> do they even score nine points in a game? Well, they did until <laughs> they played Arizona State. They were they mauled their first two opponents. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think Michigan State can win that game, but I, now that you say nine and a half, I don't see them. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but, uh, this I found interesting. You can get wrapped up in these goofy numbers, but they've played the last three years. North, Michigan State was favored every time by at least six points. Northwestern won each time and by an <laughs> average of 11 points. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I just, it's like, what I, and usually when something doesn't make sense, it's okay. So what? Just go with it. Yeah. You know, but this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Northwestern and nine and a half? Yeah, something seems weird about that line. Yeah. I would think three. I know Northwestern lost a quarterback to injury, but they've still got, uh, they still have a quarterback. Yeah, and I mean, Michigan State, as far as we know, still doesn't have an offense, so. Yeah, they they just, they Michigan State looked so good those first two games and then laid an egg last yeah, week. Yeah, they, I mean, they do have a awesome defense, but I mean, yeah. when you don't get any, I mean, maybe that's what they were focused on. I think so. I think they're looking at uh, 17 to 7 or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I can't go with that spread. I gotta, I gotta. I'm with you. I think they can win the game, but I don't think by nine and a half. And, uh, Nebraska thirteen and a half at Illinois. Nebraska got its got its act together last week. Just crushed Northern Illinois. Good win. First good game they played this season. Uh, Illinois, meanwhile, at home lost to Eastern Michigan. Bad loss. Makes people think Illinois is still Illinois. Thirteen and a half points on the road. Nebraska. Where are you going? I could see it being competitive for a first half, but. Uh... I'm going to pick Nebraska. I've been for some reason I've been picking Nebraska every week to cover and I think they've covered one week. But uh last week I didn't pick them. I wanted to and I I said ah whatever and I picked Northern Illinois just out of spite I think. But um Nebraska I'm going to pick them. They'll they'll get two touchdowns over uh, Illinois. I think this is a hard game. Just because you you're so tempted to think well maybe Nebraska the light bulb came on last week, you know, against them. Northern Illinois team that's just as good as Illinois, if not a little better. But it's a road game, and it to me it's like Illinois got to make a stand here. You know, playing a Big Ten team at home, they've got to put up a fight here or else it's a long, long season. I was inspired by Illinois initially, but 
then you look back at how even the teams that they beat this year and they kind of had a Connecticut and who was the other one? I don't know, but it wasn't a good team. No, and uh, then they lose the last week and, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I see the – I see it slowly coming off the rails if they don't. They, get these, I think, might be two teams going in opposite directions. It's, if Nebraska handles Illinois, and by handles I mean wins by two touchdowns or more, I think people's viewpoint in Nebraska is going to change to where okay, the last two games they're starting to look like the team a lot of people thought they'd be in the preseason. Yeah, and then and then they just want to play more teams from Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is Bradley available? <laughs> Southern Illinois Edwardsville? Yeah. I'm going to go against my instincts and take Illinois. I like that. Just for points, just uh, for points. I'm picking underdogs all uh, so in all these that, games. That's good. I mean, you're either going to start to take a commanding lead on me after next week, or I'm going to at least start to catch up a little well, bit. Well, you know, we, we could split. Uh, what is your lock of the week? Okay, I'm going with uh, Syracuse to beat Western Michigan by 3.5 points. That's obscure. Why? There is not a lot of good uh, choices this week when I was going through them. And uh, I don't know. I think Syracuse, they played a couple. They got wiped out by Maryland. They got wiped out by Clemson. Um, if I remember right, Western Michigan did not look too impressive. I was trying to think of the points that they played. Um, well, it wasn't look too impressive in their earlier game. Um, and I think it's in Syracuse. They're That's a team that lost by a million at Maryland. Yeah, but sometimes that happens. You know, yeah. Texas lost last year. They weren't right. expecting to get beat by them. And so, you know, you don't come in with the right mindset. I think Syracuse has got – they got a good coach. They're going to be a little more focused. Uh, they should be able to beat a Western Michigan team at mm -hmm. this point in the season. Um, by four points. So, if it were Eastern Michigan, you'd probably wouldn't do that. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. but I'm feeling. Uh, How do you feel about Central Michigan? Central Michigan, terrible. That's why Wisconsin. I'm not sure why you're bragging about. What that do you one. think about Lake Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I like Lake Michigan. Either side of it. <laughs> Either side. Wow. What are you, a politician? <laughs> I'm going to take uh, with again, as always, great hesitation. Notre Dame and 14 at Georgia. I know Georgia is really good. Playoff contender, yada, yada, yada. 14 just seems like – I mean, that this means that Georgia has to beat Notre Dame by three scores. Notre Dame's not bad. I mean, yeah. come on. I think I – I don't think Georgia's been showing us anything yet. I think they've just been taking it slow and not trying to lay it on too much this year. And uh, they've still been able to do that, you know, even against Arkansas State last week. But Yeah. But uh, – it's, it's, uh, it's – I just have a – you know, if, if – Georgia routes Notre Dame, I'll say, well, that's fun. But I'm not buying it until I see it. So I'm going to take right. the Irish. Right. Yeah, last week we we won both of our picks, but we didn't win it in the spread. So mm. Yeah, uh, UNL, I took Northwestern by 19. They won by 16. Yep. That's that's gambling. Yeah. yeah. I had Cal to win by 14. They won by 6. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not good handicapping. No, no. <laughs> that's what we're saying. You may, if anybody's out there and you got a few oh, extra bucks, the, put it on the opposite it, of what we're it, saying. See how you do. If Georgia wins by more than fourteen next week, I'm just calling this the crock. <laughs> that's it. The end. <laughs> I think that Georgia is actually going to dominate Notre Dame, but that's just my my own. Yeah. Case. Well, that's why we do this. To I mean, if we wanted to agree with each other, I just give you the headphone right. and I, you know, right. head home early. <laughs> 
Well, we will meet again here next week, and we'll have an Iowa game to talk about, sort of, Middle Tennessee. Learn something about Middle Tennessee this week on the bye week. Middle Tennessee is located in the exact middle of Tennessee. Is that Manchester? Is that what it is? Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, okay. It is the exact middle. (laughs) It's not a mile off in either direction. It's precisely the center of the state. Yeah, and so uh, Michigan played them earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, Ohio State plays uh, Miami of Ohio. We played them. Let's kind of see how some of those games turn out. Yeah. So... I guess that's it. Tim Sullivan, thanks. See you next week. Yeah, and thanks everybody for listening. Really appreciate that. I've heard from some people, and it's gratifying. And thank you for taking the time. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.